This episode is sponsored by Echo. Hear clearly, care confidently. Learn more at echohealth.com. That's E-K-O health.com. And use code JSP for $50 off any stethoscope. Just Some Podcast Media. The thoughts and opinions on Just Some Podcast are of the hosts and guests and do not represent the views of organizations that employ them or they volunteer for. They are also not responsible for spontaneous black holes or nuclear wars that may occur. You have been warned. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another fun-filled and exciting episode of Just Some Podcast. This is the live on Facebook version. This is Tom. Hey, this is Ben. Yeah, Tom, we are back on Facebook Live. It's been 11 months since we have have done this, so that's kind of crazy. That is quite a time since we've been on there. Um, As a matter of fact, it's been so long, I'm still trying to figure out how to see ourselves on Facebook so that I can possibly answer questions and do all that stuff. But what do you know, Ben? I don't know how to operate it. So, Well, here, just a second. I will send you a link. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it probably would help if I could actually see the links. I can read the small writing, but I can't. There's your link. And then you'll need to go in and push pray and then mute it so it doesn't have feedback. Gotcha. But then we'll get started. So then we'll get started, obviously. Well, it's a live show. I'm sure people have figured out by now things happen during live shows. Well, our live shows anyway, yeah. Correct. Uh, Did you send that link through my email? No, I sent it in Zoom. The Zoom chat. Oh. Look at you, cheesy, crazy. Oh, Pantless Jen's already with us. So, what's up for faces? Because you know, we're both rocking the beard now. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, hmm, how do I get this up to live? Because we're it's about 30 seconds, it's going to be about 30 seconds. Behind. Ah, okay. Yes, we uh, are fur faces now, Mrs. Pantless Jens. Um, I was not for a long time, and it was uh, psychologically traumatizing to me, as a matter of fact, <laughs> the entire time, not having um, <coughs> uh, hair on my face. But uh, it, was a, it was a small sacrifice to make to uh, you know, keep my job. So, you know. Well, that is it. important. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> It's amazing what happens and how motivated you get when people say you don't have a job or money if you don't do this. And suddenly you can really broaden your horizon when uh, when you get threatened. So, well, yeah. So, well, Tom, I want to ask you what's been going on other than what we're going to focus on tonight. So don't talk about that. But let's talk- um, I got to be honest. This has not been my favorite year <laughs> so far. Um, had some heart issues. Had to get that checked out. Had some GI issues. Had to get that checked out. Got the worst case of food poisoning 
I've ever heard of. And, uh, oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and then this uh, race, race, uh, recent incident. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been a less than pleasant year so far for you me. You uh, stuff uh, out of your system now. Yeah, just get it out of the way for the rest of my life. I apparently won't need an injury because I've I've got them all this year. Yeah, exactly. See, it's, it's all good. Yeah. All right. So let's... Uh, well, Ben, sh- should we get should we actually talk about what's going on? Well, I mean, let's. We did have a fun, you know. We, have, we so we've been kind of on a hiatus. We uh, have been. You're right. You know what? What's podcasts. going on with you? What's been going on with this hiatus? Yeah, let's talk about so, that. I mean, we. Uh, well, we both had some sickness. I ended up with the GI stuff. I ended up in the hospital for a little while. Um, some early ulcer formation and some good things like that, and then. Um, we've had a, a mutual vacation where we actually went and hung out together for a little while. And it's been a few days in Vegas together, which was cool. And then I got home and subsequently got COVID-19 uh, for the first time in two and a half years. So, I mean, it finally got me, I guess, you know, shit. Yeah. Um, and so that messed up our other vacation I had planned, which was we were going to take my girls on a cruise. And we didn't get to do that because COVID-19. So we've been on a little bit of a hiatus and then you've had some illnesses and you know and stuff going on so but we're back Uh, we're recording new episodes on both just on podcast and we'll continue to monitor so we'll make sure that we're you know putting out all the good stuff again so uh okay usually i'm up on the tempo on this but like you said it's been a while yeah we we had several things all happen at once and it kind of it was a de facto forced uh, break for a minute and then we you know we had vacations lined up and we did all that stuff so yeah it's been quite a while since we've done this but i'm excited to get back into it maybe not for this reason but uh, i am excited to do another episode so i <clears throat> kind of hinted around about it and we talked earlier um first off i'm going to skip the story that you may have missed because tom you're going to be the story i am the story yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about other stuff and then we're going to get into more specifically what happened to you and and what's going on from there so um when i put this out saying hey we're going to go live we're going to talk about an explosive new episode (laughs) (laughs) so we're going to talk some firework injuries and Dan, we're going to talk about what happened to Tom. Tom actually got to experience, I guess, is experience a good word for that? Um, oh, no, oh, that's uh, forced to endure. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could put uh, a firework injury, but uh, yeah, I think I think he experienced is, is as good as any. Yeah, so we're going to delve more into that because we have learned nothing, if nothing else in the last three and a half years, of just some podcast that people love me being hurt funny. and yeah, yeah, people plays love real well on the show. So, <laughs> uh, you know, <clears throat> we appreciate you continuing to hurt yourself just so that we can talk about it and people can enjoy it. Oh, well, you know, that's what I'm here for. Really. I can't wait to do an episode on gastritis, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to actually go and talk about some statistics and stuff as far as, firework injuries and tom reading through this first off uh let me just say it is crazy detailed which is a little weird 
but they pull it off of like incident reports and stuff that they have gotten. So like when they're talking about the, the deaths that occurred from firework injuries, mm-hmm. they have very specific information about it, um, which we'll, we'll delve into here in a little bit. And then when they get into like other injuries, it makes me never want to set off fireworks again. Um, yeah, no, I, I understand that. I, I don't know that I will ever do it again without a steel apron and a welder's mask, but you know, Oh buddy, I know I'm telling you. <laughs> so the information that I want to pull all the statistics and stuff off of, this was actually published June of 2022 and it's, 2021 fireworks annual report. This is from the United States Consumer Product Safety Commission. So this is talking firework related deaths, emergency department treated injuries and enforcement activity during 2021. So in 2021, they had reports of nine non-occupational fireworks related deaths during 2021. Six of these were associated with firework misuse. One death was associated with a mortar launch malfunction and that two would suck. Yeah. were associated with unknown circumstances. Uh, fireworks with or were involved in an estimated 11,500 injuries treated in United States hospital emergency departments during 2021. The estimated rate of emergency department treated injuries is 3.5 per 10,000 people, which is actually a decrease from 2020, which was 4.7 per 100,000 people. Well, that makes me feel better. Yeah, you know, and you get to be a statistic next year. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mine is, I think mine is going to fall under unknown circumstance because <laughs> no one can explain to me how this worked. So, so here's some interesting stuff. And I, I want to get your like kind of guess on what's, you know, what, what we're talking about here. Okay. Of the 8,500 estimated firework related injuries that they had information on. Um, how many, or was it more male or female that were injured? Male. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of a given, I think, cause yeah. men are dumb. Um, <laughs> we can be. So 59% were male, 41% were female. And what age range would you think is most prevalent as far as, um, injuries? 15 to 35. Close. Uh, it was young adults, 20 to 24, had the highest estimated rate of emergency department treated firework-related injuries. Uh, the one that was surprising to me, though, was children, 5 to 9, had the second highest estimated rate. It's like sparklers, sparkler and burns. That was a big one. I was like, oh, man, we let my kids use sparklers. and Yeah, who knew setting a stick of magnesium on fire could end up badly? <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah. Part of the body most injured, Tom. What would you and, and this is 20 hands statistics? Hands. You want to guess the percentage? I mean, you're right, it is hands. Uh I'm gonna go uh let's go 40%. You're pretty close. 31%. Okay. You want to guess what was next? Oh face. Man, you were yeah. all right, yeah. Head, face, and ears were the okay. next one at 21%. Um, okay. Legs were next, 15%. Eyes, 14%. See, you're, I mean, you're, I'm a, I must have got it by osmosis. So I just, just, just knew what the problem was. Um, an estimated 32% of emergency department injuries were burns. Uh, that was most common to 
hands and fingers. Contusions and lacerations accounting for 21% of emergency department injuries were most common injury to the head, face, and ears. Um, so the this is another percentage. Okay. So percentage of people who presented to the emergency room. How many would you estimate were treated and released versus how many were treated and either admitted or transferred to another hospital? Honestly, I'm going to say 95% are treated and released. It was lower than that. I was kind of surprised. Um, it said approximately 83% were treated Ooh. and released, and an estimated 15% of patients were treated and transferred to another hospital or they were admitted to the hospital. So you're going to be in the minority there too, which I mean, we're going to get more into that too. <laughs> yes, we are going to get into that. <clears throat> so here's where we, we get into talking about well, first off, since we have people out here, yeah, we have some people listening to us. Have you guys ever been injured by a firework? Let's, uh, you know, get your guys' comments and stuff on that. Um, and if you have, is was it serious, not serious? I mean, I'm assuming most of you were not serious if you know you're still here and talking about it. So, <laughs> well, yeah, if they're if they're typing, it obviously wasn't the hands and fingers, was it? Yeah, see, no, hands, fingers, eyes. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Wait a second. Ooh. Ooh. So here's where I started talking about how this was kind of creepy, Tom. Um, Firework-related deaths. In 2021, again, um, they had nine reported non-occupational firework-related deaths, uh-huh. which makes me wonder how many occupational ones they had. But Well, and, well, occupational, does that mean professional firework setters or people that make fireworks or both? I'm assuming both. This is my assumption. But See, I'm goes, assuming. Uh, so list brief descriptions of the incidents, including word taking from incident reports of the nine deaths. So like in June, a 31-year-old male was fatally injured from a firework blast inside his home. The house explosion occurred while the victim was manufacturing firework devices in its basement. Um, it caused a wall of the residence to detach, leaving the second floor in a state of collapse. Holy cow. Um, his pregnant wife and four children were home during the incident. They all managed to escape with limited injuries. And then after um, emergency services arrived, they continued to hear explosions. And once they were able to enter safely, they found him on the basement floor. Holy cow. Yeah, it was probably barrow trauma to burst both of his lungs. Good Lord. A blast big enough to knock a wall. Like, it, yeah, the, the way they listed was in the basement. Yeah, cause of death was listed as extensive blast and thermal injuries. Yeah, so again, with with a compression of the blast wave in a concrete room like that, honestly, the shock wave is probably what killed him, not burning. Yeah, so that's crazy. Wow, that I mean, I. I would tell you right now, obviously not a professional fireworks maker. If he's making them in his basement and he's using a charge big enough to detach his house. Like, yeah, I'm sure it was not a, uh, yeah, that was not licensed in any way for that. uh, July, 2021, a 23 year old male was fatally injured while shooting off fireworks. The victim was lighting the device and holding it at an angle above his head. It discharged from the bottom of the tube, striking the victim in the chest and exploding. Yeah. Um, In July, a 55-year-old male was critically injured after lighting off fireworks, utilizing a quick match fuse. 
A loud boom was heard before the victim was found lying in the street. Uh, the medical examiner reports that the victim experienced significant head injuries, and that was his official cause of death. Another victim was hospitalized with life-threatening injuries and recovered from that blast. Um, and here's one, Tom, that as I read this, you're going to know who it is, which is, I mean, which we've talked about this already, I think. Oh, okay. Um, in July, a 24-year-old male was fatally injured from an errant fireworks mortar blast. The device tilted slightly and it began firing toward the people nearby. The victim was in a hot tub and attempted to escape with several other people. Yes. He was taken to the hospital. He was pronounced dead. Uh, the cause of death was mistakenly believed to have been from the victim slipping and hitting his head on concrete. However, they later clarified after autopsy, it was determined that chest trauma was his official cause of death. Yes. That young man was a professional hockey player. Um, so if anybody was like, oh, well, if he'd have been in shape, well, you can't be much more in shape than one of those guys. Um, unfortunately, I'm assuming it was a very large artillery or mortar shell uh, style firework. And man, again, the concussion and pressure from the blunt force trauma to his chest probably probably did it. I'm just like, God, dog. Here's one that I was like, man, this is not good. Yeah. Um, 34-year-old male, he was fatally injured while lighting commercial-grade fireworks in his front yard with his 10-year-old son. Oh. Um, a nearby neighbor heard a bang, saw the smoke coming from the ground, did not see the firework launch into the air, and the victim was ended up having a fatal head injury. Um, the son was physically unharmed, which was good. Okay. And uh, they did make a notation here that the victim did not have proper licensing to handle regulated commercial fireworks. I am not shocked. But it makes you wonder how they get the. I mean, um, well, that part, you, maybe you can order it from a foreign country where, you know, regulation isn't that strong. I don't know that part. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's one thing if you want to put yourself in danger with that level of explosion, but to drag your 10 year old out there, I don't know. That, that one seems a little iffy to me. Yeah, but what do I know about safety? So. <laughs> Well, we're going to learn that here shortly. Yeah. Um, so, including the nine deaths that they described, they have uh, reported 158 firework-related deaths between 2006 and 2021 for an average of about 9.9 deaths per year. So, 21 was kind of average year for the number of people who died, which kind of sucks, man. I mean, if you think about it. Average year for people that died. Yeah, way to brighten up the room, Ben. You know, I know how to read a room real, so. <laughs> <laughs> well i i think i know what the, the people are here for ben oh i know but I, I wanted to give some good statistics because you know we're trying to be an educational show too not just yeah just not just blood and guts okay uh, I, wonder, I wonder if i can get the camera close enough to show it well if not we can post a picture yeah we can do that that'll probably be better post some pictures um so when i was looking again this is break, a breakdown of like the total number of fireworks per or injuries per type of firework. Mm -hmm. um, just firecrackers in general were 1,500 injuries. Um, rockets, including bottle rockets, were 500. Um, the reloadable, which is like the mortars, was mm. 400. Roman candles, 200. Sparklers, 1,100. Not shocked. I mean, I'm not shocked, but you think they're super hot. They're only an arm's length away, and we're giving them to the people that we trust the least. 
with a burning stick of steel and magnesium. Uh, You're three year old. Nothing bad can happen with you and this. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I guess you make a good point, but I mean, it, it. Well, it's not the big injury, so people don't think about it. They forget, you know, Sally got burnt on her fifth birthday, you know, one time because of a sparkler. You know, like nobody thinks about that stuff. But honestly, that's probably the most common. <clears throat> or so one of the most last statistics that I want to cover. So, part of what their investigation stuff that they do is they do telephone investigations with just random cases that they okay. pull. My fingers across that you get called in this. I don't know why. I mean, I'm just hoping, you know, that they call you like, so we need to get some information about your injuries. Oh, I hope they do. Oh, me, me too. So the different types, and this is just in their telephone investigations. So this was 11 cases. So we're not talking a large amount. Um, six were malfunction. So three of them were, errant flight path one was or two were early detonation one was tip over and then five were misuse or improper preparation okay and these i thought were kind of interesting too i'm not gonna read all of them i just well i can tell you i can tell you who's gonna be in the errant flight path probably next year yeah that's kind of where i was thinking too yeah um so like and again these were phone interviews so the 15-year-old female victim was sitting with her parents approximately 40 to 50 feet away from a device watching fireworks be shot off. Um, one of the devices shot from the side, landing on the victim's lap. The device then exploded, which lit her shorts on fire. Um, they ripped her pants off after applying cold compresses. They took her to the hospital. She was admitted to the hospital with third-degree burns from her inner thigh to her intergluteal cleft. Um, she recovered fully after three weeks, the only long-term consequence being a large amount of scarring. Man, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> um, another errant flight path a six-year-old female was with her and again this is just people watching fireworks like mm-hmm. yeah i know you know um, <laughs> yeah i know a six-year-old female victim was with her family watching another member set off fireworks after one device was detonated the victim turned uh, to their mother with a bleeding mouth they took her in the garage to assess the damage um, they couldn't basically tell what was going on so they took her to the hospital she was sedated and was given seven stitches to sew the bottom of her lip back, as well as close a hole in the cheek. Hmm. So uh, oh boy. one month with scarring to the face and some difficulties chewing. Sucks. Um, some early detonation wins. And I think it's time, Ben. One more. One so, more. Come on. Just because you try to me, drag this out. Yeah. No, this is, uh, I know you're being educational, but people want to hear. I know. I know. We're going to get to it. We are bad things to people that they know. Um, okay. I'm gonna give you two more. You're, you're going to have to do two more. And again, these are the phone interviews, oh, people that they talk to. Um, again, this is, an, this is another kid. So a four-year-old male, I was outside in a field near their home with his father watching others like fireworks. Uh, One of the participants lit a multi-tube device, burned themselves, which caused them to drop the device. The device shot into the crowd after it was dropped. The firework hit the victim in the left eye and exploded. Uh, Due to the nature of the injuries, they were taken via ambulance to a nearby airfield to be airlifted. Uh, They were given stitches for the laceration under the eye, as well as bandages for the burns. The victim recovered with no suspected long-term consequences. Although the hemorrhaging of the eye is still present. Yeah. And then this one, just because of the quote in it, I thought was 
I don't know. It maybe chuckled a little bit. Uh, a 33-year-old female victim was sitting on a lawn chair at a park when she noticed a group standing nearby. She heard a member of the group shout, quote, oh, man, I kicked it over, unquote. Which, I don't know, it just, you know, I don't know if it was, quote, oh, man, I kicked it over. That's what it says. Uh, the victim then turned around and a firework landed on her lap and exploded. Um, her dress and underwear caught fire, burned her pretty significantly, had skin grafting surgery, um, was given staples and attended physical therapy. The victim must now wear compression shorts daily to prevent the scars on her legs from chafing. The victim also mentioned that they experienced numbness in the area and doctors believe it could take up to two years to be fully healed. Mm. So, just Ugh, terrible. You know, as providers, we do take care of... Did you have any firework injuries? Did... Do what? As in, like, did you take care of any, like, this year? Actually, no. No. Uh, I haven't been in the office since July 4th, so no, I haven't taken care of any firework injuries touche um not on other people i have not either i mean i don't think think of it i mean most of them i think are probably going to go to the uh, er more than they're going to probably come to to the office i'm assuming minor burns is what i would see the majority of probably post okay so i want to do two things and then we're going to get into your story (laughs) and i'm just going to keep Keep dragging it out for everybody. That's yeah. First off, we're not going to do full commercials. We'll do that whenever we do the recording for this episode. But I do want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors that help keep our podcast on the airwaves and let us do this. What we continue to do without charging people extra money or anything crazy like that. So huge shout out to Echo Health and their digital stethoscope is amazing. And then a huge shout out to CBD Stat as well. We really appreciate you guys continuing to sponsor us and helping us out get the good information out to people yeah both products uh for everyone listening or everybody that may end up watching this uh, i'm currently using the cbd stat products right now and they're helping out a lot um and the echo health stethoscope is just fantastic so i can't wait to use it again when i go back to work eventually eventually um, yeah tom how are you liking that echo core digital stethoscope man ben I actually found a way to appreciate it more, and that's I forgot it. I forgot it for a day, and I had to use a regular stethoscope, which again, was a fine stethoscope. There is nothing against it. However, after using the Echo 3M Lipman Digital Core stethoscope, let me tell you, anything else is just hard to listen through. At least it was for me. So if there's anything, that made me love my stethoscope even more, Ben. It was not having it for a day. Yeah, I have a student that is in our clinic currently, an MA student, and she's seen my stethoscope and it's like, are those really worth the money? And I said, well, here, listen to a heartbeat with you know with it off. And then I flip the button on and you get that awe face. And it's like, yeah, that's really what it's like. So- that is fantastic, Ben, because I love seeing that look on people's face when they click that switch. And then they put that stethoscope to someone's chest and you see them listening. You're like, yeah, now you hear. Like I thought I heard before, but now I know. Yeah, 40 time amplification, noise cancellation, Bluetooth to your app. It's a great piece of equipment. If you wanna find out more, go to echohealth.com. It's ekohealth.com. Use code JSP. It gives you $50 off your order and lets them know that we sent you. Ben, how's your knee feeling? 
not too bad currently. Uh, you know, with having COVID currently, both of my knees are a little sore. That's actually one of the symptoms that I had that made me go get tested. But I've been using my CBD stat and it's been helping quite a bit, at least with that part. <laughs> we just got off vacation and our families traveled together. We did a lot of walking on that vacation. And I got to tell you, the CBD stat products that I used really helped me out a lot. Yeah, no, I we were averaging, I think, five, six miles a day. I think we were walking when we were on vacation. And it was a lot on the knees, but CBD stat was working great, man. It's a high potency product. It's THC free and it's good stuff. So if you're out there and you're suffering from minor aches and pains, joint stiffness, anything like that, and you're thinking, boy, I wish there was something that was better for me that I could take that I knew was healthy and was going to treat me well, CBD stat products are it. Yeah. So if you are in healthcare, they're giving you a permanent 40% discount. It's permanent 40% off. You go to cbdstat.care slash healthcare. You fill out that little form. They're going to give you 40% off just because you're in healthcare. But they know that not all our listeners are in healthcare. And so they want to help you out too. So if you go to cbdstat.care, you put everything in your cart that you want. When you get to check out, Tom, what code do they use? They use JSP20. Use JSP20. That's going to give you 20% off your order just because you're listening to our voice right now. Check them out, cbdstat.care. Secondly, Tom, I want to know your, um, we both worked at ER, we both, you have a firework injury story, I'm sure. Um, You know, but like right off the bat, I, I can't think of anything. I, I don't have um, anything that like immediately jumps to mind. Okay. Well, I have one. Okay. The work in ER. And this guy came walking in kind of as if he was riding a horse, you know, so he's kind of very bow-legged. Okay. And he's like, I had a firework go off between my legs. And we're like, okay, that's bad. So we get him in, we're assessing, you know, we're, and he's got some minor, I mean, not anything really super significant, but I mean, he does got some quite a bit of burning on his groin area and, and inner thighs. And his friends show up a little bit later to check on him and they say, well, did he tell you what happened? Well, he said that a firework went off in his leg. Well, it's not exactly what happened. He had a mortar shell, like the, the tube for the mortar shell and with a mortar uh-huh. in it. And he was kind of dancing around with it in a phallic type nature as it was lit. Well, most mortar shells use the ground for their lift to get up into the air. So this one blew backwards. Yeah. And luckily I think it, it missed enough vital parts to, you know, cause any major damage, luckily. But his friends are like, we have a video of what happened. Do you want to see it? Um, yeah. Yes. I believe we're going to need to see that for, for medical purposes. Yes. Documentation reasons. So. You know, I mean, after we watched it about five times for medical purposes, uh, then we were able to better ascertain what had happened. But yeah, he was basically dancing around with it in funk. Yeah. yeah. So that's my good firework injury story. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess I have a good firework injury story, but you know, as, as we've alluded to several times, it's me. So yeah. So let's I, get into it, Tom. Mm. So let's get into blood and guts, the gore. What happened? <laughs> yeah. So uh, 10 p.m. Uh, this July 4th, uh, 
I was um, actually sitting on the ground and literally was in the process of standing up to tell uh, my wife that I was heading inside, that I was tired and I had to work the next day. And uh, <laughs> the irony of going inside, getting you injured because he, and honestly, I wish I could tell you the exact chain of events. And I don't know that this is a hundred percent accurate because your brain does kind of, you know, rewire itself in trauma. But the way I remember it is I heard a bang as I was like looking over to see where the kids were anyways. And like I said, they've been setting off fireworks. So hearing bangs wasn't a big deal until whack. So whatever it was, um, was a projectile from a, not an artillery shell. Like it didn't do just one large firework, but it's one of those little, little, littler tubes that they shoot off in the air and then like five or six little projectiles come out of it and they crackle and whatever. Um, in this particular one, they make like a whizzing sound and they spiraled. Well, apparently one of them went up about three feet in the air and then yeah, just shot straight over and caught me to direct impact left eyeball. So it was uh, not fun at all. I didn't scream. There wasn't any of that, um, but it was instantaneous. I stood back up and I told my wife we needed to go to the ER. Like I knew, I knew right then it had hit directly in my eyeball. Um, and you did have your contacts in. You didn't. You didn't I did work. have my contacts in. Um, and so, of course, there's a bunch of kids outside, and now they're all screaming and panicking. So that was super fun. So I, I have my hand over my left eye because I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know what was going on. Um, so I put my hand over my left eye. And I told all the kids they were, including my son, who was outside, who also got to see it. Um, I said, hey, everybody go to so-and-so's house. I knew the parents were home. I said, stay there. We have to go to the ER. I told my wife again, please, you know, get your stuff. We need to go. Um, so we're talking like 15 seconds, maybe. And by that point, I had started to blink. And I could see, like, it was like every blink. My vision just kept getting darker and darker. And then finally, it was just black. Like, there was no vision. And uh I I knew right then that there was a very real chance that I had just lost my left eye. So that was uh, not fun. Um, went directly to an ER and um, walked in the triage girl. And I, I'm just holding my hand. Like I said, I didn't know what I was going to see. So I just kept my hand on my face. And we walked in. I said, yes, ma'am. Uh, caught a firework in the eye. And she's like, okay, well, she's kind of. And I pulled my hand down. And that's immediately when she took me into a triage room. I'm like, oh, okay. So no more questions. Yeah. No more questions for Tom. Um, she sat me down for like a couple seconds. She did her job. Like, you know, every, everybody was great at the first ER I went to. Um, but it was a smaller one in the town I live in. And uh, they were magnificent. They got me in and out. And they they pretty much immediately said, we can't handle this. Um, we're sending you up to a trauma center, which was exactly what they should have been doing. So that's great. Um, but, you know, having been an ER nurse, I know there's things I, I want to hear and things I don't want to hear. Um, and honestly, no, Heather, I'm, I'm reading comments in the thing. No, Jennifer, no, Heather, actually, I, there was no screaming. There was no cussing. I was trying to be as calm as possible because, well, the bad stuff had already happened. I didn't want more bad stuff to happen and yelling and screaming doesn't really help not bad stuff happen. 
So, or let me reverse that. It helps bad stuff happen. So, um, I get in the ambulance immediately. Lights and sirens come on, and I'm like, "Oh, that's never a good sign." That, that's so much better. By the way, I was my mouth was so dry. Of course, panic. You know, panic and adrenaline. Everything had kicked in. Uh, my mouth was super dry, and I was like, "Hey, can I can I have something to drink?" They're like, "No," uh, because of surgery. I was like, awesome. So, you know, the only people that had seen my face are all like, yeah, you need to go to surgery right now. And I'm like, oh, okay. So that makes you feel better. You know, um, I do remember distinctly my wife is sitting on the left side of the room and she's just like nervously. You could see she's shaking and I felt so bad for her. Uh, she's shaking and she's just sitting there like staring at me like, you know, and trauma is not new to her. She has worked in trauma centers. Uh, but when you, the person you are married to is the trauma patient, apparently it's a different, you know, scenario. So, uh, she, she looks at me and I had taken my hand down to let the, uh, doctor and the PA do their evaluation so we could get the paperwork started so we could get me to the trauma center. And I just turned my head and I keep, it did not hurt. Um, like the impact site opening my eye, even though I couldn't see anything, I knew my eye was open, but I, I, it didn't hurt. So I just turned my head and I smiled at uh, my wife who instantly grimaced and had this like horrified look on her face. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, I should, I should close my eye and, you know, cover back up. So um, covered all that back up, got up to Ohio State University's uh, ER and they said the same thing. They they had the stuff uh, ready to actually remove my eye there in the ER. I'm like, awesome. I don't want to hear that either, but thanks. Um, and and actually, everything went really smoothly. Uh, ophthalmology came down. They did their evaluation. I didn't know you could ultrasound eyeballs, but you can. Um, yeah, so I had a bunch of tests run, and... Um, they came to the accurate conclusion that I was not going to lose my eye, at least not at that time. Um, this is the thing that I've found about eye injuries so far is a lot of it is, this is what I think, but I can't tell you <laughs> like, or I can't tell you hundred percent. Like, I don't think you're going to lose your eye, but in the next 48 hours, we're going to find out more. I'm like, find out more means I could lose my eye. Thank you. So, so you know, but our ophthalmologist <laughs> and the trauma setting are kind of like the radiologist. Radiologist. Um, well, I, I, I would tell you the big difference is that the ophthalmologist, if they see something wrong, they're going to try and fix it. And nothing against radiology, but they're always going to be, it's either A or B. Um, Fair enough. All right. They, they gave me the A or B, but she had actually put her hands on me. So I felt a little more confident, but I, I'll be real honest. Um Looking back, I had the weirdest sense of peace when I thought I lost my eye. I just accepted it. Like, I knew. Um, Which I can't confirm because you were texting me during this time. Yeah. Um, and as a matter of fact, I got a couple phone calls um, because I was supposed to work the next day. So Ben, my wife, my mother, and I think my office manager were the next people I texted. I was like, hey, I won't be in to work. I'm on my way to OSU ER. And that's all like, I put to her. Um, she apparently tried to text me a couple of times and couldn't get a hold of me. So she just decided to call me. And I'm like, uh, she's like, what are, you know, I was like, do you hear the siren? She's like, yeah, she assumed they were outside somewhere. I was like, no, that's the ambulance I'm in. And that's she's like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think, I think it struck people that it was a little more serious when they could hear, you know, the sirens on the ambulance. But uh, honestly, um, 
you know, the progression of getting better, you know, and, and like Jason said something about like, why aren't you wearing eye patch? You know, the first little bit I was like, I didn't, Oh God, I didn't do anything without something directly over my eye. Well, Before you get into like the progression, let's, can you tell her, I mean, can you talk about what they actually diagnosed you with? Oh yeah. So, uh, well, you know, I impact, um, they determined it did directly hit my eye. Um, and, uh, so a hyph, a hyphema, uh, or hyphema, however, you know, I heard, you know, four people say it, you know, so, um, now obviously the ophthalmologist have seen these several times, but honestly, I had multiple ER doctors come into the room because they'd never seen one. And so they were just like, Hey, can I see your eye? I'm like, yeah, I can't feel it. And I can't see, so I don't care what you do to it. You know, like mm, go ahead, poke it. And like I said, at that point in time, I was still under the impression I was going to lose it. So I was like, well, I don't give a shit. What'd you do to it? Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't care what you do with it. You know, it's, it's there. Um, but the very first things to come back and, and this is the, the hard part and it's hard to explain to people is, so like the very first thing I started to see was light and it, but it's not like in the movies or TV show where like you see like a flashlight beam, I could literally just see glowing. That's it. There was no distinction. I either saw black or I saw some light. And then over time, the light became a little clearer. And then it was like, I could kind of tell where the light was coming from. Like, I was like, Oh, it's to my left. Oh, it's to my right. And then like the next day it would get a little sharper, a little clearer. But even now, um, it is, um, of course, I had a big setback two days ago, so they brought me in and they retested me and they did a bunch of stuff. They were afraid I was going to, because again, we're still, what I keep being told is that things look good, but we're not out of the woods completely. There's always the chance that there's more extensive damage that they haven't been able to find yet. Um, so I have to keep going back. I have to keep getting tested. I keep doing all this stuff, but everything's been working well so far. So, hey, we're going to count it as good. But um, the long story short is, even when it's good, it's still not great. Um, and again, it's, it's only been, you know, a week. So I guess, you know, that's a little premature to wish I could see normal. Um, but I, the biggest difference for me so far, and I know it sounds odd is when I thought I lost it, I just accepted, okay, you know, it's gone. This is your life. Now you, you are a one-eyed cyclops, just, you know, get used to it. Um, but when they told me I wasn't going to lose it, of course, I was ecstatic. Like, oh, great. I'm not going to lose my eye. But then you start realizing every day is like, oh, is today the day that the ducks in my eye clog? And all of a sudden I lose my eye or I lose vision permanently. Or so I'm like, oh, so now I traded having my eye for the low risk possibility of over the next you know 20 years of my life. It could just stop working. So that I was like, man, well, I, I, I'll take it. I'm counting my blessings. Um, but it is kind of stressful to like every day be like, oh, if I sneeze, I can create, I can create enough pressure in my eye that I'll, I'll lose it or I'll lose my vision or something. I like God. So I have a very extensive list of, so let's talk about, you know, uh, recovery has been easy um, except, well, it's easy as far as your list demands are, which is don't do anything. Okay. I'm not allowed to do anything. I, I, I have to be careful standing up, sitting down. I have to take uh, stool softeners because I can't create any pressure in my abdomen to go to the bathroom. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's all sorts of fun things. You, I can't, I cannot lay down. I'm not allowed to lay down for the next several weeks. So I don't know if you've ever tried to sleep sitting upright, but it's super fun. It is, especially when you're a belly sleeper. Yeah, nothing like sitting upright for a week and a half trying to uh, trying to get sleep. And the eye drops, which are making my eyes better, some of them I have to put in every six hours. So at 3 a.m., I'm waking up to put in eye drops. So it's it's not been the most favorite experience, but I, I will say again, I'm counting my blessings. I get to keep it as of now. I get to keep it. Everybody I've dealt with um, from... And I do want to shout out Ohio State's ophthalmology group to Ohio State's ER to Fairfield Medical Center's ER. Um, everybody has just been fantastic, and they took care of me better than I could have ever um, have hoped to ask for. So, I, I mean, it, honestly, well, I do sleep in the recliner, but again, I'm a stomach sleeper. So, one of the people, so for people that aren't going to see this or are just going to listen to this, sorry, I'm cutting around. Um, one of the people in the live chat said, well, recliner, which is, has been again, a godsend. And that is where I'm sleeping, Jeff. However, again, my whole life, I've pretty much been a stomach sleeper. So it just sucks. Um, Bo, do I have pain or pressure in my eye? Kind of. Um, I don't really have pain. Um, like right now, even to do the show so that you can see me on camera, I have lights on and it like strains my eye because my eye is now dilated due to medications and damage. Uh, we just found out some more stuff today about uh, some muscles that might be detached or torn in my eye. So my pupil may never go all the way back. So I might be somewhat dilated the rest of my life. So I'm trying to get used to stuff like light interference. Um it's just, it's really difficult. So you wouldn't think a lamp in your room would cause a lot of problems. But for me, it's like, if I look anywhere directly near it right now, it's, it's damn near blinding. So those are the types of things that cause some irritation. Um, if I had to put a percentage on what I see out of my left eye right now, maybe, maybe close to 50%, but and didn't you that, describe it? You described it to me, and I don't know if it's still that way. Kind of like if you open your eye under your eyes underwater. Yeah, and and so I, I will say this: it is it is. I'm going to describe two different things so that hopefully people listening to this, because I know some of you out there listening are nurses, so I want you to hear this. I would describe it as both blurry and hazy. So here's the difference, though: is to me, blurry is like when I see an object, I couldn't, I still have trouble picking out what an object is. Like, let's say you held up a kitchen knife. Honestly, at a distance, or if it's not relatively close, I would be like, I don't know, it's a stick. Uh, like, I, like my, my vision isn't sharp enough that I can discern the exact shape of what I'm seeing. So to me, that's blurriness. Now, every day, it feels like my blurriness is getting a little sharper. But the haziness, which is like, imagine your eyeball filled with smog. Like I, that's the underwater, like trying to open my eye underwater thing. Um, and unfortunately what that is, is that's blood from the hyphema in the interior chamber of my eye. And every time light hits it, it just refracts around like a prism. So until that blood really settles down more, the haziness is just kind of here. So there oh, is... Now I got it for the uh, blurry background that I that I have here. Uh, <laughs> no, that's but that's just how everything looks to me right now. Um, 
Now, I will say this, and this is a little tip for, again, if you're helping somebody that has ever injured their eye, for me at least, backlighting is significant. And when I say backlight, like I wouldn't take a light and shine it on an object because the light reflecting off of it, honestly, sometimes is too bright and I still can't see or my eye can't focus, so I can't see what's going on. But if you show me something like on a on a TV or a cell phone or a computer or a laptop where the light is being emitted from the surface of what I'm trying to see, as long as it's not too bright, it's actually really helpful to be able to see. Um, <laughs> um, so th- that would be one thing I would definitely tell you backlight for people with eye injuries has like when uh, you go into the optometrist and they darken the room, and they put all the light and the one thing they tell you, read this chart. When I see it like that, I can actually see a lot better, but um, if you shine any bright lights now, I can't see anything really. You think it would help, but it actually makes it a lot worse. So hmm. now I will say this, uh, Matt just got into our live point and he said, kind of disappointed. You look somewhat normal. So he's not wrong. I do look somewhat normal now. Um, like I said, you guys were seeing it from a distance, you know, hopefully we're going to post some pictures so you could see yeah, I'll put some pictures. a close up of my eye, um, and see how messed up it looks. Um, but apparently the one thing that kept me positive, actually, the night this all happened is I, like I said, I had accepted it and I was okay with it and I was going forward, but I did not want to see myself. I, I just knew if I saw a picture of myself, like, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hack it, you know, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I'm going to be able to deal with if I have to see myself all messed up. Um but apparently it was pretty cool looking with all the scorch marks from the explosion and my eye. And it's, it's hard to tell again from this camera, but there's lots of bruising, especially along my eyelids and stuff like that. So yeah, it was, it was pretty cool looking at first. Um, I was really hoping for the traditional pirate style eye patch, but I haven't, they gave me this like clear plastic one so I could see, out of it i'm like well i can't see now but okay i guess you know so um so you have a question there uh yeah. jennifer asked do you have headaches as a result of eye strain etc whenever i have any issues with my vision a headache is pretty constant so i have had one headache um since then and honestly i would tell you it's probably part of the eye strain however more significantly has been the impact area. So literally from the bridge of my nose to just about the outside corner of my eye, from my cheekbone to my forehead, this whole area, it just feels like I've been punched really hard in the face. And uh, I know many of you would like to do that, but um, that's what it feels like. It just feels like I got a good socking and I would really have anticipated and I actually talked to the uh, surgeon today about it. I was like, I anticipated that being a lot better by now. And it just isn't. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. Maybe that is just my constantly squinting, not squinting that I didn't normally do before. Now my facial muscles are not liking it. I don't know. It's a little, I was punched by a firework but that firework took all the fun out of everybody <laughs> to punch you in the face that was so yeah um yes the only impact that we have been able to determine was directly to the globe of my eyeball um you're damn lucky by the way yeah for a direct eyeball impact and abrasions and detached muscles and all uh, to be able to do this so far i'm I have a globe again 
or a, or a fracture of your face in around the eye is is amazing. Well, and again, I, you know, they did everything focused on my eye. I've never actually had a face, you know, X-ray or anything. I was like, well, maybe I need to get one, but um, it's it's just it's been an odd experience. I am so lucky, um, to have gotten out of it. I was told that there was in this area, there were four other injuries uh, similar to mine and the other three. Well, two of the three lost their eye that night. Um, and the third other person was still in the ER right now because they, they think they're going to lose it because of pressure. So that's one of the things um, the pressure in my eye has actually been really well controlled. And that's actually why they let me go is because I was intact. And even though my vision sucked, there was no detachment and um, I responded to medicine. So my pressure was really high in my eyeball, but as soon as they started putting medicine in me, it was coming down. So they determined, you know, I was okay to go home and I'm grateful for that. I'm not like looking down on that in any way, but it does suck putting a bunch of eye drops in my eye. Now I will say as your best friend, from my (laughs) perspective, we're hanging out at a family event watching a professional fireworks show which had just wrapped up and i get a text message from you because i had sent you a message earlier and hadn't heard anything back but i think it was fourth of july you were busy you know wasn't a big deal and it was a smart ass message that i'd sent you originally Um, and so i get a message that says on the way to the er i think that was all you sent me the first time that was probably all I had to, you gotta remember I'm trying to type with one eye like uh <laughs> like bouncing down a road because like, at that point I look at my wife and I'm like I don't know what happened but we may be driving to Ohio tonight and I was perfectly content with it'll at 11 o'clock at night us <laughs> driving to Ohio you know and then you say no it was an eye injury and they're transferring me and I'm like okay so then I'm like oh my god you know yeah thinking worst case scenario Oh yeah, and, I was thinking it right when I was texting you that I. Yeah. And, and you told me, and we talked pretty extensively through text message that night. Um, at some point, I still think you were high on medication. I don't know that you know it probably didn't give you any pain medicine, but it. I was like, this dude's got to be high. Like, there's just there's some you know because you're cracking jokes, and at that point, I'm trying to be serious. <laughs> you're like, no. check out my pirate, you know, and I'm like, oh. so after we determine that. You're going to, you know, you're going to keep your eye. And we've, I think even at that point, ophthalmology had already been in. And this was like two in the morning. Well, yeah. They came in, they left, they came back. Somebody else came in and saw me. They left. Yeah. There was a lot of seeing me. The, the greatest thing that I felt that I could do at that point to try to help you out was I sent you that John Cena meme of you can't see me. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> and you said only if you stand on my left, which, you know, was, was good. So, but yeah, I, go on. I was going to say, we have kind of busted your balls pretty hard, you know, over the last several weeks, uh, all, all the guys that kind of in group text and, and stuff like that. And to the point that when we were playing Xbox, um, <laughs> my daughter was standing outside of the room that I play Xbox in, and she's looking at me appalled by the things that I'm saying to her <laughs> Uncle Tom. Yeah. As far as, because I'm just, at that point, I was I was writing you pretty hard about you know stuff, and I'm like, so you know, does this make you a, you know a Raiders fan? <laughs> I think it de facto. I think de facto, I should get some Raiders gear. I mean, I think you should. And then <laughs> I said something about I'm glad you didn't have to save your eye because we did, I didn't want to change the the 
logo on the podcast, which that one just made her like, I can't believe you said that. But I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how guys deal with. I think I think so. And and like I said, I know some of it probably sounds funny, but honestly, at that point, I had just accepted that I was going to only have one eye. (laughs) Like I, I was actually okay with it. Like I knew there was nothing I could do about it. It's not like I can make myself go back in time. There was no point in dwelling on it. Um, I wasn't mad at the little kid that did it. I'm still not mad. I gave him a hug uh, the next day. Um, well, the next time I saw him, um, you know, he was just bawling his eyes out. And I felt so terrible for this little kid. And I gave, gave him a hug. And I told him, no, you know, he was he was good. You know, it was an accident. I, it, I honestly, I could have dared that kid to shoot me in the face and he couldn't have done it. Like, there's no... What I don't know what the chances of a marble-sized projectile going 40 feet through the air and somehow catching another grape, you know, sized object in the air. Like, I mean, come on. Like, that's just unrealistic. That's so how's your son handling? I mean, I know you, we talked about your wife and yeah, yeah. Uh he he's actually good. Um, I think. Two things helped out. One, not freaking out when he saw it, because let me tell you, I heard plenty later on about how freaked out those kids were when they saw me get shot in the face with a firework. Um, ooh, just some pirates. I it like that. Because, I mean, there's only one of us has got one eye. Um, yeah. So. Oh, good point. Just some Ben and a pirate. There you <laughs> go. Um, but uh, I think him seeing me not freak out right that minute and coming home and telling him I was going to be okay. Still, he's still a little shaken, not shaken, but like, he doesn't want to go play with fireworks. I'll tell you that. Like, he doesn't want to do any of that stuff. Um, But I also think due to his age, like he just doesn't understand the gravity of, well, six months from now, I might lose it. Like to him, it's like, oh, well, you didn't lose it. So then you're fine. Yeah. And, and I don't, and I'm not trying to play up the whole something bad can happen aspect but it is purely a that's what they keep telling me is we think you're going to be just fine but tomorrow or 30 years from now your eye might stop working i'm like oh great that's <laughs> that's always a that's always a super fun way to uh to live the rest of your life but i guess i'm going to stick with the you know just enjoy it while i got it i thought i lost it i didn't so try and make the best out of having two eyes while I have them. So if and when you shoot fireworks off again, or you're in the proximity of fireworks, I will have a full welding mask on. Are you going to have protection on? Bro, first of all, I would. I just want to make sure it's very clear. I'm the guy that yells at people about being safe around fireworks. <laughs> and the irony of me getting... Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Also, I I also want to point it out, much like my shirt, I was wearing yellow Crocs, which I, again, ironically call my safety Crocs because they are like neon yellow Crocs, right? I got them for free for, for something. And so I was just wearing them outside to watch the kids shoot off some fireworks to go right back inside. And then, you know, life changed forever. So. Um, so the chat is uh, lighting up here with lots of fun stuff. Yeah, so the new title, like you said, just some pirates by Kevin. That was pretty good. Um, ben, ben and a Cyclops has a ring to it. I like that one. Kevin says he went to lose a leg. That then would be like peg leg and one eye. That'll be great. I mean, I like that. 
Like, would be piratey. Yeah. Well, they, they were kind of honing out on Pollyanna's territory. I don't know if she'd like that very much. Um, although now you're a much better fit for her show because I mean, you know, what I think. <laughs> Arr, <laughs> coming for a ye booty. Arr. So. <laughs> yeah, old old Bo Shaw there. I uh, got hit in the face with the scooter stick. He is not clued, He is not uh, joking around there, Joe Dirt. I. Uh, you're yeah. gonna stand there, owning a fireworks stand, and tell me. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's uh Yeah. They, thank you, Kevin. I. Uh, no, it, it's the same way. I think with everybody, like we're all joking because that's how we um, deal with it. But it, it certainly was unpleasant. Let, let's put it that way. I, I don't know a better way to put it. It's still unpleasant and. Unfortunately, for the next weeks to several months, it's going to be unpleasant as I go through the recovery process. And it's one of those things like, man, every time I have a little setback, I don't know if I should be freaking out or if it's is this normal, like uh, to let people know. So several days into this process, I lost my vision again. I woke up and could not see and i'm like oh man <laughs> you know like what is what does this mean i could see yesterday i can't see now um i mean do i it seems bad it seems bad um and it was one of the things that we were worried about is new bleeding in my eye which i, I have some but um again getting evaluated today they're very confident that it's going to be just good old-fashioned bleed that it's going to heal up just like the last one does unfortunately they found more injuries to my eyes because as the big clot uh dissolved and broke up and went away that had initially clouded everything um as stuff goes away they're now able to see more stuff on my eye and so they found some uh lacerations and possible muscle detachments in my eyes so we don't really know what's next for that but again i i i'm very hopeful of and i'm not a hopeful person i am a glasses i'm not even a glasses half full you know there's always the is a half full is a half empty i'm the always the glasses full of piss yeah I uh, uh, yeah i mean i i don't even like the half empty part i'm like that's still not bad enough it's worse than half empty you know um but for the first time ever i'm trying to stay upbeat and um yeah, the the emotional ro- roller coaster. So Jeff in our in our comments put uh it's an emotional roller coaster kind of keeping you in suspense with outcomes and and honestly that is more tiresome and troubling to me than just accepting that I lost it. Like when it was gone I was like okay it's gone, but now I have to deal with every day. Oh, is it gone today? <laughs> you know, like uh and do I really think it's going to be that fast? No. I think it'll be one of those like I have to be I'm, um, you know, under extra scrutiny for possible glaucoma and all sorts of stuff now for the rest of my life. I think that's likely if something happens down the road, that's what it's going to be. Um, but I, I don't know. 70. I just don't know. Say that again. So you're not going to be a pirate until you're 70. Well, technically I could be a pirate now. Um, I mean, I do have an eye patch, so I'm just not wearing it because I don't need it all the time right now. So. But uh, that that's it for me. I don't really, I mean, I don't want to bore the crowd any more than I already have. So um, if anybody has any other questions and we didn't get to them tonight, please feel free. You can always message me 
and I'll be happy to answer them either here at, uh, if you have my personal, you can send it to me there or at the just some podcast, uh, webpage or Facebook site. And, uh, I'll answer questions on there as well, too. That's very good of you, Tom. Oh, thank you. Cautious optimism. That's right, Jen. That's, that's kind of where we're at with it. So. <laughs> yeah. That's one way of putting it. It's yeah. clear, Tom, that is in your eye patch. That's a lame eye patch. And I agree. I think I had sent him a meme when he was headed to his ophthalmology appointment the first time. And I said, you need to do this because it was a cat that had one eye. And he said, you know, the meme says my cat was feeling self-conscious about his eye. So I helped him out and he put a googly eye over. Uh, oh, yeah. Was. And I'm oh, like, you put that on your eye patch. That's how I want to go to work. Is with the googly eye over it. I think that would be amazing. I'm gonna tape over. Oh God, I might, I might do that. I have to go follow with my primary care tomorrow. I might do that. I might need to put the googly eye on. Yeah, I don't know. Something feels wrong, ma'am. Sit in the lobby like completely normal. You know, like that's you know you can't act like anything is abnormal when you're doing that. You know, you're just well. I mean, everything for me is abnormal right now. I'm not allowed to bend over. Um, I'm not allowed to do like, I have to be careful. I have to have like, I have a procedure for standing up and sitting down because I can't put pressure. So yeah, everything to me right now is abnormal. It sucks. But, uh, um, when are you able to go back? Yeah. So not a hundred percent sure as of right now, it's we're shooting for the rest of this week off and then a week of some light days just to see how I handle it. Um, so sometime between now and retirement <laughs> yeah but, but the problem is is at, as it was with this week was well next week I might go to my follow-up and they might go no we don't like your pressures so you need to take some more time off I I, I don't know we're hoping um, the week after this one so yeah next week but sorry they're all, all my days are kind of blurring together right now um, kind of like your vision yeah there you go thank you um no bending over yes uh jeff um well in every sense of that phrase there is no bending over here anyway so. um so i have a legit question for you that i just thought because you're talking about it earlier when you like when you sneeze yeah um you, which is terrifying now well okay so my question is to like when we have patients who have like abdominal surgery you know they tell them to kind of brace if they feel like they're going to sneeze, do you yeah. brace your eye? And I'm, no, I'm, I'm no. Like, so the, the top two things, um, and it's a cough or a sneeze is keep your eye open and is keep it? your mouth open. Okay. So you, you want to equalize pr- as much pressure as possible. Um, so that's, that's why. And I will tell you after you cough or sneeze like that. And of course you guys can't see it. The few times I've had to like clear my throat or cough, I turn my head, but my eyes and mouth are completely open to try and reduce the amount of pressure. I made the mistake of the other day of, I felt a sneeze coming on. (coughs) I felt a sneeze coming on and I instinctively tried to be like, Oh God, you can't sneeze. Sneezing is bad. So I held my breath trying to stop the sneeze, which is the exact opposite. So then I sneezed with mouth closed, eye closed. And I literally sat on my floor for about 15 seconds and just sheer terror. Like, oh God, 
did I just cause my eye to explode? Like, what's going to happen? Like, am I going to go blind? Like, that's terrifying. I know that sounds dumb, but I was literally terrified for about 15 seconds that I had just caused um, irreversible trauma to my eye. So that's that's fun psychological damage I get to deal with now also is I know just enough about my eye to be dangerous. Um, exactly. Yeah. So I know a lot of people are like, well, aren't you a nurse practitioner? Yeah. And you know what I know about eyeballs is that if something's wrong with them, you send them to someone else. And um, yeah. So unfortunately, and again, I try and tell everybody this. I try to tell um, the ER doctors that were talking to me, they're like, oh, you're an ER nurse. I said, I used to be an ER nurse. And so they're talking to me. I'm like, no, 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 no. When you're the patient, all the stuff, you know, goes out the window. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like you, you no longer care about anything, you know, because you're the patient. And, um, so I try to be helpful in ways like, you know, hold still while they were opening my eyes and poking around and doing stuff that I didn't like, but I knew they needed to do it. So, you know, I, I put up with that. I didn't bitch about my blood pressure cuff going off, you know, stuff like that. But when they would ask me a question, I'm like, I, I don't know, because I didn't, I didn't know what to tell them. And a lot of people have asked me since then, well, why didn't you just say this or this or tell them what was wrong? I'm like, first of all, I didn't know what was wrong. And second of all, eyeballs and teeth are just specialties I don't deal with. So if it's not pink eye, I'm not really sure what to tell you. So. Well, on that note, Tom, you're ready to wrap this up. and I am absolutely ready to wrap this up and get out from these lights. Okay. On that note, keep tuning into our show. We're going to have a bunch of good stuff coming up. Like I say we're probably right. not though we're gonna be uh we're gonna have stuff i don't know about good stuff oh it'll be it'll be good stuff it'll be all right it'll be stuff okay it'll be stuff <laughs> <laughs> on uh that note from uh peg leg and one eye you know uh <laughs> y'all peg leg and one eye. yes i love that all right everybody have a great week hey everybody stay safe out there and stay away from fireworks on your eyeballs that's a that's a good tip. Yeah. <laughs> there you go.